putting it on board. I'm not going to correct you because you're 100% right. That's a data point right there. This where... was a summer of Trump indictments is almost here. <laughs> I look at it and I go, he probably sees that a lot of lawyers are going to be charged with obstruction of justice. does not want to be grouped into the Boris Epstein crew. And he's no, just, no, no. enough summer is enough. And by the way, his whole legal here. defense strategy was complete BS. But as I've analyzed it before, and again, I'm just giving you the sober legal analysis, his legal defense strategy was the only one Trump could actually have if you're trying to legitimately defend it, just blame somebody else for it. He was trying to blame the GSA and White House staff and say it was just spillage. The documents accidentally came over. This was one big misunderstanding, and it got elevated to the DOJ too quickly. Total BS. But that's actually, if you were trying to attack it, as a defense lawyer, that's how you would pursue it. And for people who are like, oh, Ben, don't give away the strategy now. Too late. Donald Trump's already blew a blown that strategy. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. What were you going to say? I was going to say, and it was Paul Tory who was the guy, speaking of shit, uh, shitty excuses, uh, he, he was the guy who gave the excuse for Trump having the folder, right? Like the, oh, he used the confidential folder to cover the nightlight. Like there was that, that lie. I'm pretty sure that was a, a that Timothy Parla Tory special. Jordy, what are you watching behind you? Is there like a movie going on behind you? Jordy, you're going to get us. You're going to get yeah. us claimed. You're going yeah, to get your video you're gonna, taken down. Everyone, you everyone, everyone, okay. We're everyone, calm down. First of all, it was obviously not my intention for that to be playing. I don't even know what that was. Second of all, what are you watching? The funny thing is, we can tell the audio listeners you were watching anything. Jordy, how dare you? That's why they that need to subscribe to the Minus Touch YouTube channel. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers. So subscribe right now. The other thing, which really is, is not going to add anything of value to this conversation, but every time I hear the Ty, yeah, thank you. Every time I hear the Ty Cobb lawyer, I, I just immediately think about the baseball player. Like it's just the first association that pops in my mind, and I know our listeners think of it too. Let me answer the question everybody wants to know. Though. Do you know how many? How, how many, many what? what? How many honeybee? How many bees are in a honeybee colony to build it? A honeybee colony. This is Google. This is this is the type of search. Honeybee colonies consist of honeybee colonies consist of a single queen, hundreds of male drones, and twenty thousand to eighty thousand female worker bees. I would never have. That, 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 that's some new knowledge right there. Like, by the way, don't you ever just Google search? Like, over the weekend, I wanted to know, like, okay, every time I listen to a song on the radio, is the artist getting paid for the song? And, like, how much right. money? Per, yeah. So these are things no, that I Google. I don't. Meanwhile, meanwhile on the MAGA side, they're apparently um, obstructing searches over classified documents. I do it for actors, though, Ben. I do it for <laughs> actors in movies all the time. When we see in this movie, we see in that movie. I, I do that. Those are primarily my Google searches. Brett, what about you? Yeah, what you yeah, I was going to say, come here for the politics. Leave with some knowledge that you didn't expect to have. Let, let, me, get us back on, let me get us back on track here, though. Special counsel. Jordy, stop getting us off track there with those, that allergy. I'm just, <laughs> just joking. It's all me. Special counsel Jack Smith. Also, we're learning... Um, from a report that just hit the wire on CNN. Uh, he's focused on uh, Donald Trump's business dealings, the Trump Organization's business dealings with uh, multiple other, uh, other countries and how that relates to his stolen documents. China, France, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, UAE, Oman. Um, since he took office from 2017 to the present, his various business dealings. We 
previously reported here, and New York Times broke the other story also, that they were focused on the live uh, golf tournament backed by the Saudi Arabian government and the Saudi Arabian Sovereign Wealth Fund. They gave $2 billion to Jared Kushner, even though he's not a money manager, to manage their money. Um, and also the leader of Saudi Arabia, MBS, said that he has Jared Kushner in his pocket. He said that to the press, like mocking Jared Kushner. And he also talked about how Jared Kushner gave him the enemies list uh, for Saudi Arabian enemies. And then they summarily executed people as a result. You want to really talk about uh, self-dealing and family engaging in the most corrupt practices. Why don't we start with the fact that Trump's kids who were actually in the White House, who were given, even though they didn't qualify for security clearance, were made the secretaries of everything and made decisions that destroyed millions of people's lives and ruined so much in our great country. How about they made close to $700 million over the four years they were in the White House, in addition to the $2 billion quid pro quo they got right after? How about that become a focus? I know large media wants to focus on whatever BS propaganda that MAGA losers like to spread, but let's focus on the reality, please, here. But Look, we know that Donald Trump is not taking these records, you know, and documents because he wants to put them as kind of vanity posters on his wall. Sure, he, he'll do that, but he'll turn those into books. Like, we know about that. He wrote a book. Well, he didn't write it. He put letters that he received from foreign genocidal maniacs. And rather than write an autobiography, he released a book called Letters to Trump. Letters he received from Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin and Kerry Lake. He made a whole coffee table book about that. So we know that he will do some of that for vanity, but it's always with the transactional end. Right? He sold those books for like hundreds of dollars per book. And I think there's even one package of those books that he sold for like $8,000 per book. Yeah. But we know, you know, he said... He said when it comes to Richard Nixon, he said Richard Nixon got paid $18 million for stealing government records, which, by the way, they passed all of these laws after Richard Nixon because he engaged in criminal conduct, number one. Number two, comparing yourself to a criminal is pretty freaking telling. But number three, you see that he's already... He's already announced that publicly. Like, let's not like I. I know people are he all. He said it on Hannity's show. Like he said it on primetime cable. I, yeah, like I know we're in search of smoking guns and all of this stuff. But if there was a secret text message where Donald Trump wrote an email that said, "Russia, if you're listening, I want you to hack into my political opponents' emails and the Democrats, you know, email accounts," you go, "Oh my God, they found it." Yeah, when he says it publicly, it's yep. still saying it. It's still the same thing. You know, when he takes these, announce that publicly. Like, let's not like I. I know people are all said it on Hannity's show. Like I know we're in search of smoking guns and all of this stuff. But if there was a secret text message where Donald Trump wrote an email that said, "Russia, if you're listening, I want you to." into my political opponents emails and the Democrats you know email accounts isn't that smoking gun in it
you go, oh my God, they found it. Yeah, when he says it publicly, it's yep. still saying it. It's still the same thing. When he brags about the reasons why he stole records is to use them transactionally, he told you his motive. He told you his intent. He thought on one hand that he could take these documents and sell them back to the government for tens of millions of dollars or trade them for other dirt or whatever the hell that this mafia idiot wanted. So he told you that, but you better believe too, and this is definitely my opinion, I'd love to hear your opinion, that everything he does is transactional. So when he takes these, announce that publicly, like, let's not, like, I, I know people are he all- He said it on Hannity's show. He said it on I, primetime I, cable. I, like, I know we're in search of smoking guns and all of this stuff, but if there was a secret text message where Donald Trump wrote an email that said, Russia, if you're listening, I want you to hack into my political opponent's emails and the Democrats' you know, email account, you go, oh my God, they found it. Yeah, when he says it publicly, it's yep. still saying When he takes these, announce that publicly. Like, let's not, like, I, I know people are he all- He said it on search. Hannity's show. He, like, he said it I, on primetime cable. I, like, I know we're in search of smoking guns and all of this stuff, but if there was a secret text message where Donald Trump wrote an email that said, Russia, if you're listening, I want you to hack into my political opponent's emails and the Democrats' you know, email accounts, you go, oh my God, they found it. Yeah, when he says it publicly, it's yep. still saying it. It's still the same thing. When he brags about the reasons why he stole records is to use them transactionally, he told you his motive. He told you his intent. He thought on one hand that he could take these documents and sell them back to the government for tens of millions of dollars or trade them they don't for want other to share dirt or whatever the hell that this mafia idiot wanted. So he told you that, but you better believe too, and this is definitely my opinion, I'd love to hear your opinion, that everything he does is transactional. So when he takes these records, that publicly. Like, let's Couldn't not, like, I, I know people are he all- said it on Hannity's show. <laughs> like he said it on I, primetime I, cable. I, yeah, like, I know we're in search of smoking guns and all of this stuff, but- if there was a secret text message where Donald Trump wrote an email that said, Russia, if you're listening, I want you to hack into my political opponent's emails and the Democrats' you know, email accounts, you go, oh my God, they found it. Yeah, when he says it publicly, it's yep. still saying it. It's still the same thing. When he brags about the reasons again. why he stole records is to use them transactionally. He told you his motive. He told you his intent. He thought on one hand that he could take these documents and sell them back to the government for tens of millions of dollars or trade them for other dirt or whatever the hell that this mafia idiot wanted. So he told you that, but you better believe too, and this is definitely my opinion, I'd love to hear your opinion, that everything he does is transactional. So when he takes these, announce that publicly, like... Let's not like I. I know people are he all. He said it on search. Hannity's show. <laughs> like he said it on I, primetime I, cable. I, yeah, like I know we're in search of smoking guns and all of this stuff. But if there was a secret text message where Donald Trump wrote an email that said, "Russia, if you're listening, I want you to hack into my political opponent's emails and the Democrats' you know email accounts," you go, "Oh my God, they found it." Yeah, when he says it.
publicly, he's yep. still saying it. It's still the same thing. When he brags about the reasons why he stole records is to use them transactionally, he told you his motive. He told you his intent. He thought on one hand that he could take these documents and announce that publicly. Like, let's not, like, I, I know people are he all said it on Hannity's show. He, like, he said it I, on I, primetime I, cable. I, like, I know we're in search of smoking guns and all of this stuff, but if there was a secret text message where Donald Trump wrote an email that said, Russia, if you're listening, I want you to hack into my political opponent's emails and the Democrats' you know, email accounts, you go, oh my God, they found it. Yeah, when he says it publicly, it's yep. still saying it. It's still the same thing. When he brags about the reasons why he stole records is to use them transactionally, he told you his motive. He told you his intent. He thought on one hand that he could take these documents and sell them back to the government for tens of millions of dollars or trade them for other dirt Check or whatever the hell that this mafia idiot wanted. So he told you that, but you better believe too, and this is definitely my opinion, I'd love to hear your opinion, that everything he does is transactional. So when he takes these, announce that publicly. Like, let's not, like, I, I know people are he all- He said it on search. Hannity's show. <laughs> like he said it on I, primetime I, cable. I, like, I know we're in search of smoking guns and all of this stuff, but- if there was a secret text message where Donald Trump wrote an email that said, Russia, if you're listening, I want you to hack into my political opponent's emails and the Democrats' you know, email accounts, you'd go, oh my God, they found it. Yeah, same thing. When he brags about the reasons why he stole records is to use them transactionally, he told you his motive. He told you his intent. He thought on one hand that he could... Take these documents and sell back to the government for tens of millions of dollars or trade them for other dirt or whatever the hell that this mafia idiot wanted. So he told you that, but you better believe too, and this is definitely my opinion, I'd love to hear your opinion, that everything he does is transactional. So when he takes these records and he's in negotiations with foreign countries, even if he's not directly giving these records and saying, okay, if we do the deal in Oman, I'm going to give you these records. He doesn't have to do it. The mere fact that he has possession of these records and they know that gives him an advantage of why a foreign adversary would want to pay him
money when no banks will lend him money because of the times the Trump organization has been convicted of and everything he's been accused of and every single thing that he's done, it is obvious to me, in my opinion, a clear quid pro quo. And people are like, it's unclear exactly what special counsel Jack Smith's focus. What do you think he's focused on? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the focus is on relating to the um, document investigation, Brett Jordy? Yeah, and, you know, the thing that Trump is smart about in his criminal dealings, I will give it to him for this one thing, is he doesn't use a cell phone, he doesn't text, he doesn't do emails, he stays away from all that. So for the most part, there is really no written record of most of Donald Trump's crimes. But he veers off the cliff when he goes on Hannity and then admits to his crimes or speaks to his intent, or he goes on his social media app that he created or had, you know, paid money to have people create and writes out his crimes and admits to crimes and, and gives the uh, prosecutors his horrific defense. So, and that's also why those notes, by the way, the Evan Corcoran notes that Jack Smith received, that's why those are so important as well, because they are the closest thing to actual first hand they are first hand notes first of all but it's the closest thing to actually getting in trump's mind and getting his writings himself which we have through his his uh, truth social posts and all the state that he makes on cake. and the like. So Trump is really boxed in right now with all these statements. As we were saying about corporate things, it's so detailed that they have his facial expressions. He wrote down his actual facial wow. expressions wow. that he had while they were speaking. So you add all of this up. You add the whole foreign countries, China, France, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, United Arab Emirates, Oman. You add the investigation into that. You add the investigation with that into the documents, the obstruction, the attorneys who are trying to obstruct. You add it with the January six cases. You, you stack it up with Georgia. You stack it up with uh, with Weisselberg in New York, and them wanting to charge Weisselberg on perjury crime perjury crimes. Now it's like this guy is trapped. His back is absolutely against the wall, no matter how you look at it. And he is in for a really rude awakening. We are in for a big indictment summer, which is going to be pretty wild once all these indictments start firing. Indictment season, it's, baby. It's it's indictment season. It's indictment summer, and it's going to happen. And it's going to... My own. indicted in any minute. Very exciting. 
Very exciting. Trump could be in. And pig. Very exciting. Trump could be indicted any minute now. Again. Ha ha. Okay, very exciting. Trump could be indicted any minute now. Again, a couple times. Ha ha ha. This summer. Well, that will definitely put the nation in a good mood when he's safely behind bars make America safe again from Trump okay. interesting to see how it impacts a whole host of things I expect things to get incredibly crazy if we saw you know, the reaction from the first indictment in New York, what that was like from the Republicans. Uh, get ready to see that times a billion, but then also get ready yeah. to see a bunch of these other Republicans start entering the race, hoping that they now have a shot. Bill, uh, gentlewoman yields back. Uh, without objection, all of the opening statements will be included in... These people were paid by Cash Patel. Hi, Darlene. Are you okay, baby?
the record, we will now introduce today's uh, witnesses. So Garrett O'Boyle. Mr. O'Boyle is a whistleblower, an FBI special agent, most recently in the Wichita Resident Agency of the Kansas City Field Office. Prior to becoming an FBI agent, Mr. O'Boyle served our nation as an infantryman uh, in the United States. Army for six years in the Army. O'Boyle was deployed to both Iraq and Afghanistan. He received numerous service awards, including the Combat Infantryman uh, Badge. Mr. O'Boyle received an honorable discharge from the Army. Upon leaving, Mr. O'Boyle continued his commitment to public service, serving as a police officer in Waukesha, Wisconsin for four years. Mr. O'Boyle joined the FBI in 2018. As an FBI agent, Mr. O'Boyle was selected to serve on the Joint Terrorism Task Force and the SWAT team. Mr. O'Boyle graduated cum laude from Marquette University with a degree in criminology and law studies. But the FBI questions his loyalty to the Constitution and to our country. Mr. Friend is a whistleblower and FBI special agent, most recently in the Daytona Beach Resident Agency of the Jacksonville Field Office. Prior to becoming an FBI agent in 2014, Mr. Friend served as a police officer in Savannah, Georgia, and Pooler, Georgia. And as an FBI agent, Mr. Friend spent seven years working human trafficking investigations and investigating crimes against children. Prior to blowing the whistle in 2022, Mr. Friend had received several awards from the FBI for his performance. Mr. Friend is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame. And again, after this service to our country, the FBI questions his loyalty to the country. Mr. Allen is a whistleblower and staff operations specialist with an FBI. With the FBI Charlotte Field Office, Mr. Allen served 20 years of has 20 years of experience as an intelligence professional in the FBI and the United States Armed Services. Prior to joining the FBI, Mr. Allen served in the United States Marine Corps, including service. Iraq, Kuwait and Japan in the Marines, Mr. Allen received several awards, including the Navy and Marine Corps Commendation Medal and the Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal. Mr. Allen received an honorable discharge from his Marine Corps duty. And again, the letter we got from the FBI, they're questioning his commitment to our country. I find that astounding. Prior to blowing the whistle, Mr. Allen received several awards from the FBI, including being selected as employee of the year. Oh, my God. Hi, my dear. Hey, baby. Let's listen to more Justice Matters. Comedian Buddy Winston. Mm. 
public service announcement? Interview series five days ago. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So friends, I have a quick Justice Matters public service announcement. After posting more than a thousand legal analysis videos over the past few years, going at it seven days a week, uh, my wife and I have decided we're going to take a short vacation. We're going to step away for just about a week or so. So I'm going to miss a few days of posting our daily legal analysis videos. Now, while I'm gone, I will be posting some original content, uh, specifically a three-part interview series that I did with a gentleman named Buddy Winston. Buddy is a legendary comedy writer. He wrote the monologue for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno for years. And I wanted to interview Buddy because um, he has this sort of justice-centric brand of comedy, at least given what he has been posting these days. And I wanted to talk with him about the intersection of comedy and justice and how he uses and, frankly, how we can all use sort of comedy as part of our fight for justice, for decency, for fairness, for our democracy. So that three-part interview series, which I'll post while I'm on vacation, is a, a little bit lighter fare than my usual legal analysis videos. But um, I'll be honest, I haven't even left on my vacation yet, and I am already anxious to get back, back into the daily mix of legal analysis videos, back to uh, fighting shoulder to shoulder with you for justice. Because justice matters. But so do vacations. So friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all in about a week.
well if anybody deserves a holiday more than uh, Glenn Kirshner. It'd be hard to imagine somebody harder working. Right, puppy dog? Yes. Because justice matters. Schwartz. Let's see here. So, part of Rudy Jolly. Yeah, yeah, we know this. So, friends, Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fawny Willis just filed something in court that puts Donald Trump's criminal defense attorneys in their place. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Because just justice matters. matters. Justice, it matters. It matters. It matters a lot. Friends, remember back in March when Donald Trump's criminal defense attorneys filed something that they called a motion to quash the Georgia grand jury's report? Mm-hmm. Here was the New York Times headline back in March. Trump's Georgia lawyers seek to quash special grand jury report. Now, recall the special purpose grand jury issued a report that we believe, though we don't know for sure, because nobody has seen it, it hasn't been publicly disclosed, but based on all the reporting, the grand jury themselves said in the interviews that they were authorized to give. The special purpose grand jury report recommends indicting a whole bunch of people for violating Georgia state election laws. We suspect those people will include Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, maybe even Lindsey Graham. We'll see. These are the people who will find themselves on the wrong side of the V. People of Georgia V versus Trump, Mm -hmm. Rudy, and a host of others. And the Trump defense team filed a Mm -hmm. motion to quash that report. Okay, what is a motion to quash? A motion to quash is basically a motion to have the judge throw out, kill, invalidate the grand jury report. Basically, it's a motion to urge the judge to tear it up, throw it away, (laughs) declare it null and void. When Donald Trump's second, maybe third-rate criminal defense team down in Georgia filed this motion to quash a grand jury report back in March. You know what the first thing I said was? A motion to quash a grand jury report is not really a thing (laughs) in the criminal law. And I predicted that Mm -hmm. District Attorney Pawnee Willis would soon file something in court telling Trump's attorneys that a motion to quash a grand jury report is not really a thing. (laughs) <laughs> and Fawny Willis just did precisely that. <laughs> and there it is. Fawny Willis essentially just filed a 22-page smackdown <laughs> of Trump's attorney's motion to quash the grand jury report 
Now let me just read a little bit of it, friends, to kind of give you a flavor of what D.A. Willis and her prosecution team thought <laughs> of Trump's lawyer's motion to quash <laughs> a grand jury report. Here is how Fawny Willis's court filing begins. On March 20th, 2023, former President Donald J. Trump filed a motion in this matter seeking several forms of relief. Presenting a variety of arguments, the motion ultimately requested that the final report of the Fulton County Special Purpose Grand Jury be quashed and expunged from the record that all of the evidence derived from the Special Purpose Grand Jury be suppressed in any future proceedings and that the Fulton County District Attorney's Office be disqualified from any further investigation and or prosecution of this matter or any related matter derived from their use of the special purpose grand jury. Oh, and by the way, for good measure, Donald Trump's attorneys also requested that the judge remove himself from the case. Judge McBurney should kick himself off the case and the matter should be reassigned or transferred to another judge for their consideration. Here is just some of how D.A. Willis replied. The state, that is Georgia, now responds that the motions should be dismissed or denied as appropriate. The movements, that is Trump and his legal team, advance constitutional arguments for which they have no standing and which <laughs> fail to demonstrate the unconstitutionality of pertinent statutes. They request that the Fulton County District Attorney's Office be disqualified on grounds which fail to meet the exacting standards for prosecutorial disqualification under Georgia law and also by repeating prior unsuccessful arguments or adopting standards which do not apply. They refer vaguely to violations of their own due process rights arising from a tainted grand jury process without making a showing demonstrating the existence of either. Overall, the motions are procedurally flawed and advance arguments that lack mm -hmm. merit. Mm -hmm. And the state respectfully requests that this court retain supervision of this matter and dismiss or deny the motions as appropriate, oh, without a hearing. <laughs> and D.A. Willis then spends the next 22 pages eviscerating Trump's attorney's legal arguments, which really are little more than a quasi-legal word salad. <laughs> but it really is a pretty amazing ask that mm -hmm. Team Trump made of Judge McCartney. They said, let's see, first of all, Judge, we want you to quash, that is, throw out the grand jury's report. We want you to expunge it. Not really a thing. You expunge convictions, not grand jury reports. We want you to suppress all evidence against Donald Trump for all time. We want you to kick off the case, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office and Judge Why you're at it, we want you to kick yourself off the case. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
but I want to just read you one sentence that will give you a flavor of the kind of rock-solid, you know, legally supported arguments that Donald Trump's criminal defense attorneys make. They're arguing that Judge McBurney should kick himself off the case <laughs> because the courts, that is, the judges, nexus to certain aspects of the special purpose grand jury and the subsequent drafting of the report in combination with his prior rulings require a transfer of the case to another judge. <laughs> Friends, those are meaningless words and unsupported conclusions and District Attorney Willis tells them so over and over again throughout this 22-page court filing. As but one example, she says the movements, that is Trump's legal team, vague and sweeping assertions of due process violations lack a basis in law or in fact. Really, they only have a basis in hyperbole. I'll spare you the rest of this smackdown by District Attorney Fawny Willis. But it, it's absolutely clear Judge McBurney will very likely not remove himself from the case, not remove the Fulton County District Attorney's Office from the case, not suppress the evidence against Donald Trump, not expunge it, and not quash it, not throw it out, not declare it null and void. He will reject each and every claim made by Donald Trump's criminal defense attorneys. And then, come July or August, as Fawny Willis signaled previously, we will see indictments. Yeah. And friends, I'm not a betting man. I'm not a high roller. One dollar is my betting limit, and I will bet a buck that Donald Trump will be on the wrong side of the V. The state of Georgia, or the people of Georgia, V versus defendant. Donald J. Trump. Because justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. Here is how Fawny Willis's court filing begins. On March 20th, 
Prosecutor Fonnie Willis. Select all this it's kind of like weaving kind of like weaving in and out okay okay. Uh, what other great stuff does it have? Anyway, you're still there. Oh, you. Oh, you are. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying the uh, crickets. Part of the ASMR experience. Uh, judge sets court date to school defendant Trump on protective order 10 days ago. So a judge just ordered Donald Trump to return to court to be schooled. <laughs> on what he's not permitted to say and what he's not permitted <laughs> to do. Let's because justice, because matters. justice matters. Justice, it matters. It really, it really does. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So friends, Judge Juan Mershon, the judge presiding over Donald Trump's criminal trial in New York, just issued an order essentially directing defendant Trump to sit his butt down and be schooled on the prohibitions that Judge Mershon put in place to control Trump's dangerousness. So Trump knows and understands exactly what he's not permitted to say and what he's not permitted to do. No, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> First of all, here's the new reporting from the Associated Press. Headline, Trump to get schooled on rules after district attorney worries he'll use evidence to slam witnesses. And that article begins, 
Donald Trump was ordered Thursday to appear by video at a May 23rd hearing in his Manhattan criminal case after a judge this week set rules barring him from using evidence in the case to attack witnesses. Judge Juan Manuel Nershon scheduled the hybrid hearing, the former president on a TV screen, his lawyers and prosecutors in court, to go over the restrictions with Trump and to make clear that he risks being held in contempt if he violates them. The case is continuing in state court, even as Trump's lawyers seek to have it moved to federal court. U.S. District Judge Alvin Hellerstein, who was considering the transfer request, issued an order this week setting paperwork deadlines and a hearing for late June. Mershon, still in charge while that drama plays out, agreed to instruct Trump on the rules by video rather than in person after a prosecutor reminded him last week that bringing Trump to court would present mammoth security and logistical challenges. Trump's April 4th arraignment, where he pleaded not guilty to 34 felony counts of falsifying business records, attracted a crush of media and protesters, involved multiple street closures, extra security screenings, and shut down non-Trump court business for an afternoon. Quote, we'll set up the camera for Mr. Trump to appear wherever he is at the time, and we'll do it here in the courtroom virtually, Judge Mershon said. Mershon issued what's known as a protective order on Monday, days after a hearing where he urged Trump's lawyers and prosecutors from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office to reach a compromise regarding the Republicans' access to and use of evidence turned over by prosecutors prior to trial. That kind of evidence sharing, called discovery, is routine in criminal cases and is intended to help ensure a fair trial. Prosecutors sought the order soon after Trump's arrest, citing what they say is his history of making harassing, embarrassing, and threatening statements about people he's tangled with in legal disputes. Mershon added Trump's virtual hearing to the court calendar a day after Trump appeared on a CNN forum and offered up a barrage of falsehoods, excuses, and insults on a variety of topics, including what he deemed the fake charge of his criminal case. Well, first of all, friends, I'm glad Judge Mershon is treating defendant Trump like the dangerous, petulant, untrustworthy person he is. And what is it that Judge Mershon is really trying to accomplish by setting this hearing, by sitting Trump down and, you know, giving him a little tutorial of schooling, a good talking to about what he is and is not permitted to say, permitted to do. Well, we'll get to that in a minute, but let's first review briefly the protective order that Judge Mershon issued in this case. What he did was he essentially took the evidence and he batched it into three categories, and then he set different rules for defendant Trump, depending on which category we're talking about. So the first category of evidence, Judge Mershon said, um, defendant Trump, you can look at it, you can review it, but you can't disclose it, you can't disseminate it, you can't post it on social media or anywhere else. 
regarding Category 2, you can look at it, Defendant Trump, but only in the presence of your defense attorneys. Somebody has to be sitting there with you, supervising you, looking over your shoulder, babysitting you, because you can't be trusted to look at it yourself. And then there's Category 3, my favorite category. Category 3 involves some of the evidence that was extracted from the cell phones of witnesses in the case. Regarding this third category, Judge Mershon said, uh, Defendant Trump, you can't even look at it. That's how untrustworthy you are. That's how dangerous and reckless you are. You can't even look at Category 3. Now, the judge did build in a little bit of an escape hatch for Donald Trump's defense attorneys. He told them, okay, if there's something in there that you think Donald Trump really needs to see, you can come back to me. You can seek permission, and I'll decide whether it's something Defendant Trump should or should not be allowed to see. So what is Judge Mershon really trying to accomplish here? First of all, there is no hope. There is no expectation that this will alter Donald Trump's behavior, right? When he violates the protective order, not if he violates the protective order, but when he violates it, the fact that Judge Mershon set this hearing will sit Donald Trump down, will school him, will tell him line for line and word for word what he's allowed to say and do, and what he is prohibited from saying and from doing. When Donald Trump violates the protective order, Judge Mershon will have everything he needs to hold him in contempt. Because think about it, if Judge Mershon just issued this written order and relied on Donald Trump's defense attorneys to inform him about the ins and outs of the protective order, what would be the first thing Donald Trump would argue when he violated the order. My attorneys didn't tell me. I couldn't say that. Maybe, maybe I misunderstood the order. Maybe they misunderstood the order or misinformed me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that possible defense is being taken away by Judge Marshall because he's going to sit Donald Trump down and school him like the dangerous child he is. And it is really important that Judge Marchand do everything necessary to set Donald Trump up to be held in contempt when he violates the protective order. And we all know why. Because justice matters. matters. And friends, hilarious. as always, thank you for tuning in to these daily Justice Matters videos. As you... Dangerous child he is.
uh, Judge Marshawn. Joke. Because justice matters. Shared. Uh, Um, Harlan Crow. Republican so, friends, a Republican billionaire mega donor who has been lavishing <laughs> extravagant, wow. expensive gifts and benefits on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas just told the Senate committee, "No, I won't be providing you information huh. about any of that. <laughs> about what is essentially his Supreme Court influence." operation mm -hmm. let's talk about that because justice, because justice matters. matters justice it matters hey all glenn kirshner here so friends recent reporting by propublica revealed that Republican billionaire mega donor Harlan Crow has, for a very long time, been lavishing millions of dollars worth of luxury trips and accommodations 